Welcome to Lift Off with Energizing Results, the podcast that can help you become a better partner in your family and a self-propelled leader with inner certainty in your business. Now, here's your host, Ube Dakhorn. Welcome to Lift Off with Energizing Results. Let me start with an invitation for you before we dive in. This is a safe and neutral space here. The more open and honest you answer the questions that will come up to yourself, the more effective this will be for you. Sound good? Okay, here we go. Today I'm very excited to introduce you to Laura Reardon. How are you doing, Laura? And where are you hanging out right now? <laughs> I'm doing very well, thank you. And I am hanging out in Massachusetts. I live in a a small town right on the coast, and um, it's a, a really beautiful place to be. It sounds beautiful, so <laughs> take it by your word. <laughs> Thank yep. you, Laura. Laura Rin is a certified child behavior specialist who helps parents navigate big emotions such as anger and anxiety towards calm and conflict resolution to create more peace in their home. I think your mission to helping your child grow into the best person they can be is just remarkable. So I'm very thankful I can talk to you today, Laura. It's my pleasure to be here. Wonderful. The pleasure is all mine. So let's dive right in. The first thing I want to know is who's your ideal client and what's the biggest challenge they face besides what we just also heard? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. My ideal client is the parent of a deeply feeling kid who struggles with big emotions such as anger and anxiety. And their biggest challenge is teaching their child how to manage those emotions so they can create more peace in their home. Yeah, so when, when you talk peace in the home, I, I read this over and over and I, I really like the expression. So can we dive a little bit uh, more into that? So what it actually means? Of course, we can all um, imagine what it can work. But what is what is your ex from your experience, what people experience before the peace and after the peace, so to speak? There's always conflict in any home, in any relationship, as we all know. The difference is how we respond to that conflict. And um, we can respond to that conflict in, the way, in, in a way that escalates it, or we can learn to um, regulate our emotions and our behavior such that we respond in a way that... Um, you know, creates connection and solves problems. So the peace comes after the storm, so to speak. <laughs> the, the, or the peace can really come even within the storm when we learn how to respond to a storm in different ways. Understood. Well, thank you for the clarification. I love that. So uh, what are common mistakes, uh, you know, these parents typically make when trying to solve that problem? Of course, we are all humans, so we all make mistakes. <laughs> Yeah, for sure. Um, me included. <laughs> That's why I'm here from from all the mistakes I've made and, right. and all that I've learned. Um, but as parents, we tend to make three common mistakes. Uh, mistake number one, we use consequences and rewards. And consequences and rewards can be effective in controlling our child's behavior in the short term. The problem is, is that the reward and the consequence need to keep getting bigger and bigger until one day they have no power over our child um, at all. And so we're we're left with no um, 
skills for responding to conflict or or no no effective way to respond to conflict. Um, and also, um, these tools put short-term control ahead of long-term learning. So it's just a missed opportunity to teach emotional regulation skills. Um, and mistake number two, we ignore our child's emotions. As parents, um, we want our child to be happy. And so when our child feels angry or anxious, it can be our natural instinct to ignore or minimize those feelings. You know, um, you're fine. Don't worry about it. But when we do this, we communicate the message, I can't handle your feelings. And I don't think you can handle your feelings, which creates emotional reactivity. And we communicate the message they need to look outside of themselves to know how to feel rather than trust themselves to know how they feel. Whereas when we acknowledge and accept our child's feelings as they are without trying to change them and give them an opportunity to experience their emotions together with enough support, they build tolerance for experiencing a wide range of emotions. And mistake number three as a culture, we value logic and independence, and so it can be our instinct to respond to our child's big emotions by teaching them, uh, teaching them tools for calming down, and then we expect them to be able to just use those tools the next time they get upset. And when they don't, you know, we can feel really uh, frustrated or worried, but the latest research in neuroscience teaches us that skill building does not actually build emotional regulation because it's not until a child has developed emotional regulation that we can expect them to have the self-control to access and use those tools that we're teaching them. Well, you know, as you were, were uh, laying out these uh, uh, incredible insights, I was just thinking because typically we have, uh, you know, uh, executive coaches who work with uh, uh, leaders uh, and medical professionals. And sometimes I've, I just felt while you were saying that. So if I just would replace the word uh, our little ones with leaders, I think some of those leaders are still kind of like in that behavior trapped. And uh, many of us are to some extent. So I think it's it's groundbreaking that uh, the work you do and uh, really start where it all starts, so to speak. Is that fair to say? Yeah, absolutely. You know, I think that um, as a culture, we don't value um, relationships, successful relationships in the same way we value success as, uh, as defined by uh, power and financial status. And um, so that, that's why I'm such a fan of your podcast, because it really embraces the importance of, of both. Well, thank you for saying that. I appreciate it. <laughs> so before I ask Laura, what is one valuable free action that our audience can easily implement? Let me quickly say something here to our audience. If you are enjoying the show so far, please rate and recommend us to someone you think could benefit from the show. Thank you in advance for spreading the word. So Laura, what is one valuable free action that our audience can implement that will help with that issue? 
One valuable free action your listen, listeners can take um, to build their um, to, to build emotional regulation in their child is co-regulation. And co-regulation is responding to our kids' big emotions in a way that helps them feel calm rather than teaching them skills for calming themselves and expecting them to do it themselves. And this is important because when we respond to their angry and anxious feelings with co-regulation over and over again, they begin to internalize and conceptualize strategies for self-regulation and self-soothing. And this is called embodied learning, um, a teaching approach that focuses on the non-mental factors involved in learning, such as the body and our feelings. And this is how we build emotional regulation so that one day they'll be able to use, you know, the tools that we're teaching them to calm themselves. But the trick to co-regulation is that it's highly personalized. And so what helps one child feel uh, calm is different from what helps another child feel calm. So, for example, um, yeah, exactly. for some... No, oh. I was just, just asking for an example because I really, really would... Yeah, perfect. <laughs> yeah. So um, for some children, um, they feel calm when they feel seen and accepted. I can see you're feeling anxious and I'm right here with you. And when we respond in this way, it communicates the message, I can handle your feelings and I trust you can handle your feelings. Um, whereas for some children, you know, it's acknowledging the emotions driving their behavior that helps them feel calm. You want to play with that truck and it's so hard to wait, but it's not okay to grab, you know, so do you want to play with, um, you know, the, the trains or the blocks while you wait or for an older kid, you know, I can see how upset you are. And it's not okay to talk to me that way. So let's take a deep breath and let's start over again. Um, you know, I want I want to hear what you have to say. Um, and when we respond uh, to challenging behavior in this way, we communicate the message, you're not a bad kid, you're a good kid who is struggling with big emotions and hasn't yet learned to manage them effectively. And I'm right here with you while you're learning. Um, you know, and, and it's, for some kids, words are actually triggering and it's nonverbal communication, such as a loving look or a gentle hug that can feel calming. For some kids, it's movement. Um, you know, the list goes on and on. A calming activity such as Play-Doh or coloring, uh, singing or humming, calming sense. But, it, at, you know, at, at the end of the day, it's that you know your child best and you can experiment in finding what helps your individual child um, and in that individual situation. So I think it's a combination of like, by, or you know, let's say kind of like start there that, uh, you know, for many can, uh, this can be a, a challenging task. So you have to really be well aware about uh, your own childhood, what you learned and uh, just uh, distance yourself from that and become kind of like a coach and a detective. So it's kind of like a combination of the two to really understand that with empathy, of course, uh, that uh, you can really be empathetic to your, your child. Uh, so you can just embrace uh, kind of like the emotion that they are going through and not giving a done deal solution that uh, they can't handle in that regard. Is that fair to say? Would you agree? Yeah. I mean, you really hit on the most, um, the, the foundational point here, which is um, 
you know, in order to be able to offer co-regulation, we need to be regulated ourselves. And um, the way we were raised has can have a direct impact on how we raise our children. For some of us, we want to um, raise, you know, it's our instinct to raise our kids in the exact same way that we were raised. And for some of us, because of our because our experience didn't meet our needs, we in fact go to the opposite extreme. The opposite, yeah. But either way, it's actually, um, you know, if we do feel that our um, parenting in the present moment is being impacted by our experiences in our growing up years, what we can do is process what happened in our past to become free from that and be able to parent in the way that we want to parent, um, you know, in our current family. And then the way that we can do that is really by reflecting on, you know, how were emotions responded to in your family? And and how did that, how did that feel? And, um, you know, how do you, how does that impact our 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 present moment parenting? And, and then we can consider a message of resilience and that can look different, of course, depending on the situation, but it can be as simple as, you know, I know my parents loved me and they tried their best and, um, you know, and I, and I can parent differently. And so when we process what happened to us in the past, that can free uh, free us from or, you know, from being impacted by that in the future. Well, thank you for sharing all your, your invaluable insights here, um, Laura. So, um I want to give you the uh, opportunity to and platform to share where people can find you, but also what is one valuable free resource that you can direct people to that might help with that, but also in a broader sense. Sure. Yeah. Well, it actually um, flows beautifully from what we were just speaking about, because certainly processing our past is an important way in which we can stay um, regulated so that we can offer our children co-regulation in the moment. But of course, um, you know, our child's um, angry and anxious feelings can trigger the same in us. And so um, I created a a tool called the ABCs for keeping calm. And it's, it's opposite from reflecting. It's an in the moment tool um, when we're feeling triggered, but we want to be able to quickly calm ourselves so that we can be there for our child in the moment. And so just to quickly um, go through the ABCs, A is for aware. Um, What we can do is practice noticing when we feel um, strong emotions, such as anger and anxiety. And we can do this by paying attention to our thoughts, our feelings, um, and our body sensations as a clue. And then when we notice, okay, we're feeling triggered, um, we can go on to B, which is breathe. And when we breathe in deeply through our nose, letting our exhale be longer than our inhale, um, this can help us to uh, tolerate our angry uh, or our anxious feelings in the moment. Um, and, and you know, for those of us, um, you know, f- for some of us, uh, breath work is, is really powerful. I know that it's effective for me, but for others, uh, it's, it's not what helps them. And so we can consider B for symbolic, uh, for whatever does help you feel calm and tolerate your feelings in the moment. Um, and then we can uh, calm our thoughts. C is for calm your thoughts. 
uh, because our thoughts influence our emotions and our emotions influence our actions. And so we can notice and accept our thoughts with compassion. And then we can consider a more calming thought. For example, if we're having an angry thought um, that our kid is mean, we can consider, um, you know, we consider that they're they're not a mean kid, that they're an overwhelmed kid who needs support in learning to respond to their emotions in more effective ways. Um, or if we're having an anxious thought that the worst case scenario will be the outcome, for example, we can consider that, you know, everything's going to be okay. And if we're having a self-critical thought um, that we're a terrible parent because we lost it, we can consider that getting it wrong is how we learn what we need to to get it right in the future. Um, you know, and we can repair and we can we can try again. And so, for anyone who would like a copy of this tool for themselves, um, they can shoot me an email at laura at laurareardoncoaching dot com. That's l a u r a r e a r d o n, and I would be um, <clears throat> excuse me, and I would be you know, happy to email um, a copy back to you. Fantastic. Of course, we put uh, everything in the, in the show notes so folks can check it out. So thank you for sharing these uh, wonderful insights here. So what's the one question I should have asked you that would be of great value to our audience? Uh, yes, um, I think the question is, What is emotional regulation and why is it so challenging? Um, I define emotional regulation as the balance of emotions and logic, the ability to respond to our emotions with curiosity about what they're communicating to us about our needs, and then using our logic to get our needs met in effective ways. Um, because, you know, when we experience big emotions such as anger or, or, or anxiety, um, it can trigger our fight or flight response. And our unconscious and automatic reaction is to fight or flee rather than logically consider the most effective way to respond. So when our child is feeling angry, this can show up as meltdowns or misbehavior, sibling rivalry, or disrespect and defiance. Whereas if our child is feeling, um, you know, anxious feelings, this can show up as worry, um, avoidance, or panic. Um, and But as we develop emotional regulation, we can learn to pause our instinctive reactions and, you know, respond in more effective ways. But many of us were never taught skills for regulating our emotions. And so even as adults, we struggle and our children are not born with the ability to regulate their emotions. It's something that develops over time. And uh, for some children, including our deeply feeling kids, the development of self-regulation will take more time. And so this is really just... Um, understanding so that we can have compassion for ourselves and compassion and patience for our children. Beautiful. Well, you're just a fountain of uh, insight. So <laughs> thank you for sharing all this. Oh, It's amazing. Well, thank you for the positive Absolutely. feedback. <laughs> so uh, this brings me already to my final question. And it's a personal one. When was the last time you experienced goosebumps with your family and why? Mm. Well, the example I'd like to share is not the most recent experience I've had, um, but I believe it's the most relevant one. Um, my daughter, who is now 19, um, but I have a memory of when she was maybe seven or eight, and we were sitting in the kitchen together, and she was very upset about something. I, I don't remember what she was upset about, 
But I do remember that she asked me to help her calm down. And I vividly remember saying to her that she needed to learn how to calm down herself. And I didn't help. And, um, you know, I'm not sure why I remember this particular incident so vividly, because this was not an exception. It was generally my expectation of her at the time. And it was years later that I learned about co-regulation. And when I did, I apologized to her. And that was a goosebumps moment for me, because I felt emotionally touched in both a sad and a joyful way, sad that I didn't know what I know now, and joyful to have the knowledge now and the opportunity to apologize and begin a new chapter in our relationship. Well, mission accomplished. You got me teary. So thank you oh. for that. <laughs> no, it's a beautiful moment that you shared. Uh, so thank you, yeah. Laura, for this amazing goosebumps moment and memory and uh, realization for yourself that is so powerful. So thank you, Laura, again for our conversation. Um, it was a pleasure talking to you and appreciate very much the knowledge and insights you share with us today. Thank you very much for having me and thank you very much for the work that you do. Oh, thank you. Appreciate it. Thank you for listening. And as always, energizing results to you and your loved ones. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed the show, please rate and recommend on Apple Podcast, Overcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. You can also get more great information at uve.corn.com.